the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. And step into As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us. It's a beautiful Saturday and I count myself blessed to have this time with you. It's truly an honor to share your morning as we talk about our amazing God, His Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my tremendously talented wingman. Thank you very much, Richard. Good morning, everyone. Friends, often pastors tackle difficult subjects in church, and they say things like, fasten your seatbelts, or this is going to be difficult to hear. I won't do that. If we call ourselves Christian, then God's truth should never be difficult to hear. More than anything, we should want to walk in God's truth and should cherish, in fact, His Word in its entirety, even if it implies a rebuke or chastisement. And today I'd like to propose that sometimes with the best intentions we violate the second commandment, which says, You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below, you shall not bow down to them or worship them. Specifically, I want to discuss how we may sometimes make idols of the enemies of God. Before we begin today's conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, may we never tire of your truth and the purifying work of the Holy Spirit within us. May we welcome your truth. May we seek you in all things, and may we spend our days according to your purpose. Dear Lord, help us to read your word and to do it, and when we fall short, to have the courage to stand before you humbly in chastisement. Finally, Father, help us to learn, to grow, and to be effective in our faith, that we may heal our troubled nation and this lost world. We bring our prayers to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. 
Friends, I understand being disgusted with the state of affairs in our nation. As you know, there are times when I also struggle with it. It has been my honor to serve with American heroes and to see their sacrifices up close. And my heart aches for the damage that is being done in the perversity of these days. I totally get it. But we cannot make idols of the enemy. We know better than that. It is wrong spiritually, and it's wrong tactically. What exactly am I saying? We focus on whatever car crash the devil puts in front of us, whether it's COVID today, or rioting and looting, Mm -hmm. or a border wall, or whatever particular issue they want us to be focused on, just so long as we're not focused on God and the opportunity that we have in Him. Very true. So last week we talked about serving on God's team, and we mentioned a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who warned the Sanhedrin to leave the early Christian movement alone, saying that if it was of human origin, it would fail, but if it was from God, there was no stopping it. We said that 2,000 years later, one-third of the population of the world is Christians. So it's obvious that our faith is from God, and this knowledge should cause us to walk on the battlefield as though we're 10 feet tall, and yet we do not. So here's my question. Why, when we should walk on the spiritual battlefield as victors in Christ, do we admire the antics of the enemy with such devotion? Oh, 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 I think I know. Let me hear it. <laughs> because we're not intentional. We're not thinking about that. We, I mean, thank goodness you're saying it and reminding us, but we're, we're picking up our, our phones or one of the biggest things that make us focus on social media and what other people are saying and, you know, uh, news feeds and not the truth. Right. So we're neither having intentional time nor quiet time. We're not preparing ourselves. I had this thought earlier. I was talking to Christy and I said, imagine if you're deployed in Afghanistan and you've briefed a mission and you're just about to go on a patrol outside the wire, as we used to say, You've gone over your immediate action drills and your rules of engagement. Your weapon is locked and loaded. And as you're stepping out the gate, your phone rings. It's your wife to say the air conditioning broke. And now you're on a patrol, but you got your phone up to your ear, and everything comes as a big shock because the devil's waiting for you. So Christy said something last week that is critical. We are in serious times. She said, do we not know that this is our World War II? Think about that. This generation, this time, we've talked about Esther, where a verse in Esther says, for such a time as this. Friends, this is our World War II. The United States is in jeopardy. It's being assaulted from all angles. And let me remind you, history is not made by thousands, two or three years at a time, over hundreds of miles. It is made by individuals one day at a time as they stand firm in the face of the enemy. Yeah, I know it kind of makes you speechless a little bit, but yeah, I don't know that we realize it. Um, that we're focused on the antics of the enemy? That we're focused on it because we're, we're allowing ourselves to be so caught up in the everything of the everyday and... And I keep going back to this image that I saw a long time ago, a little political cartoon, but I think I've said this on air before, but people are walking around in this little cartoon and their heads are phones. Yeah, that's scary. It's scary. I was reading Ephesians this morning 
And the thoughts uh, in my head were of the show. I came across this scripture in chapter 5, verse 11. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. What are we talking about exactly? We've often said, from whom much is given, much is demanded, and from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked. So in Christ, we have this amazing opportunity. And you can't give away what you don't have. So we have this gift and these gifts and talents, and our purpose in Christ is to bring them to bear on those in darkness and in need. Instead, we are focused here, giving it away uh, to this car crash over here. Oh, okay, the discussion today is COVID. So we give a little bit there, and then we get this email, and we're annoyed by this email, uh, even though we looked at our email right before we got in the car, so we knew we weren't going to be able to do anything. And now as we're driving, instead of having some quiet time with God, looking out the windshield, praying, thinking about a scripture, maybe focusing on our family, we're thinking about an email that we have no uh, opportunity to address. So why did we do that? So we took this thing that was given to us, these gifts, that were, and we're squandering them. And you can't give away what you don't have. So now throughout the rest of our day, we're not intentional. We're not coming. We're reactive. We're reactive. Right. And it's heartbreaking because this is a serious time. And the enemy's having his way with us. Watch the news. Or don't, rather. But if you do watch the news... (laughs) Okay, COVID is the end of the world this second, and then rioting and looting is the end of the world this second, and then it's back to COVID, and then it's a border wall, and then it's an election, and then it's the Russians, and then it's the Chinese, and all we're doing is reacting to whatever the devil throws in front of us, and I'm asking that we be more intentional, that we think very seriously about the situation at hand and that it's combat, and that as we prepare to go out into the world to speak the truth of Jesus uh, with compassion and courage. We husband our resources and we're very careful. For example, when I go into a restaurant, I leave my phone in the car because I'm not the president of the United States and there's no real phone calls that I care about missing. Just hide the phone. Why do you got to hide it? Leave it in the car. Because <laughs> it's an... Are you the little, president of the I'm, United no, States? But, no. Are you curing cancer? <laughs> not today. Okay, no. not today. But it's a lure for people. I'm just saying hide the phone, right? So hide yeah. the phone, leave it. The bottom line is we can be intentional. One of the things I want the listeners to hear, though, is as we're asking them to think about this, is that intentional is a big word, and we can be, but a lot of people don't really know how to make that happen, put that into action. So what I think we're saying is be proactive in that these things of the secular world that we uh, are doing, using our phone, Facebook, all that sort of thing, TV, think about the truth that we speak about, the truth of God, and what we want to be as Christians, and then set on a course to be proactive, like you're saying, Leave the phone in the car. Making a choice, leave the phone in the car. Emails, set, a, you know, for me, for example, I do my best not to look at emails before nine or after nine. So I think that's what I want to make sure the listeners are hearing, that they can be intentional, but there's got to be some action with it. You don't look at your email before nine or after nine? Right. 
9 a.m., 9 oh, p.m. I got you. All right. <laughs> uh, in 2015, I came back to the airlines after uh, being gone on military leave for years, and I had to go back through training on the Boeing 767, which was the aircraft I was flying at the time. And I find training stressful. I find it even annoying. Uh, the simulator is a beast. Before training, I memorized that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And whenever I kind of felt my temperature rising or I felt like, oh, this is getting ready to be annoying, I would start singing that song to myself. I don't know if I sang it out loud. I don't know if I was completely annoying to be around. But I assure you, me humming What a Friend We Have in Jesus was probably a lot less annoying <laughs> than me than you being annoying. <laughs> venting and raging about all Absolutely. the silly things during the day. I use scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me when I'm run up against something and when I'm feeling fear and something along those lines and, and stress. And I think that's brilliant. So you wake up in the morning. I've often said that uh, the key to life, not the meaning of life, not the purpose of life, but the key to life is setting expectations. And so in the morning, prayer, for example, is aligning yourself with God's expectations. You wake up, you spend some quiet time, you think through your day, you be intentional about it. You think about, I'm not going to look at email here. I'm not going to look at my phone here. This is how I'm going to approach the interactions of my day. This is how I'm going to bring Jesus to bear on people. And as you orient yourself to that vision, that will become your reality for the day as opposed to having no vision and no expectation, and now you're just totally reactive to everything around you. And like we've talked about, the enemy is smart, and you need to have a plan. You need to have immediate action drills. You need to think about your rules of engagement in Christ, which are, for example, speak kind words. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edification, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. So you say to yourself, you know what? I'm not participating in foolish quarrels today. I'm not going to be a part of it. Uh, When I hear something like that, I'm going to keep my mouth shut, and I'm going to hum what a friend we have in Jesus, if you want. It's a great song. It is a great song. And if you're not doing that, it's not that you don't even have anything set forth. You've got the world set forth in your mindset. Exactly. So the question we're discussing is, why are we so transfixed by the enemy and his dupes? All of these things that we see. Why do we act with worry and even helplessness? We're victors on the battlefield. We know that if we are transfixed by the enemy and focused on what he's doing, we convey uncertainty to the world around us. And that uncertainty conveys weakness. And that weakness emboldens the enemy. So rather than walking as victors, we are kind of getting led around the battlefield. And, and we can't do that because these are complex times. Uh, from COVID, political depravity, the looting of American virtue and history by cultural Marxists, this is a very real threat, and it requires Christian leadership to guide this troubled nation. And so we should be stronger, not weaker. We have to be more resolved to act decisively and in accordance with our faith, not less. We get what we think about most. That's yeah. the bottom line. What do you want to think about? Yeah. That Me, n- God, the Word. Absolutely. There's that, and there's also uh, what we talked about, t- I think it was two weeks ago, we talked about opportunity cost. We mm. said that in the application of your economic resources 
time, right. energy, and money. There's an opportunity cost anytime you apply resources. So if you give your time to CNN and Fox News or the car crash of politics. Then you're not giving your time to God. Then you're not giving exactly. your time to God. So you're laying at the altar of the devil mm-hmm. and all of these little idols, what you should be laying at the altar of God's love. And we can make that choice to put our, to be with God's love. Okay. So there's maybe people out there who are saying, okay, but you can't just put your head in the sand. And I'm not saying that. Right. Not at all. Because in combat, you look at what the enemy is doing. For example, in Afghanistan, there was a time when the Taliban was using uh, pressure plate IEDs. You stood on them and they went off. And then they switched their tactics and they were using remote detonated IEDs, which you walk past and somebody presses a garage door opener or a cell phone and they go off. We didn't idolize their bomb-making prowess. We didn't say uh, what jerks they were for changing their tactics. We made note of it, and we developed our plans. We, we planned our missions, and we briefed them, and then we executed our missions. We didn't say, wow, the Taliban is horrible, or wow, they're awesome, or have you seen these IEDs lately? And so I'm not saying put your head in the sand, but what I am saying is don't give to dogs what is sacred, or they will turn and tear you to pieces. Makes sense. Real. I look at Facebook and wow, what a car <laughs> crash that is. And I think about all of these things which Christians say they don't like, and yet you've just posted it, shared it, reposted it. I don't know what right. the language is. Yeah. I don't know I how don't it know. works. <laughs> I had this thought the other day for goodness sake, post a cat video. I've been seeing more cat cat videos. videos. Yay. I think they heard you. (laughs) I I think that would be absolutely awesome. But my thought is if Facebook is any indication, Christians are filled with anxiety and we are afraid to offend the people who are tearing down the truth and leaving a wake of victims behind. And it made me think of this interview I saw with Eric Metaxas, who's written some brilliant books. He wrote a great book on Martin Luther and also uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was the pastor in uh, Nazi Germany who stood against the Germans, even to the extent that he was in on the plot to kill Hitler. And if you're wondering what was a pastor doing, well, his thinking was that innocent people were being hurt. And so he had no choice but to participate effectively. And so what we're saying is it's very important Uh, Don't give to dogs what is sacred and focus on your opportunity. Husband your resources. Be intentional. Spend time with him. Right. Make those choices. Make those choices. Don't glorify the enemy. We're with them. You can do it. That's the truth. So speaking of truth, in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant, and that it never fails. Today, our moment of truth comes from Philippians chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but you will be saved, and that by God. This is a sign to them. So, wow. Yeah, wow. Our our courage and our certainty in the gospel as 
members of God's team is a sign by which we will bend the enemy to God's will. Just as weakness emboldens the enemy, so strength deters him. One of my favorite Bible stories is from the book of Joshua, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. And it tells the story of the Israelites as they're about to enter the promised land at Jericho. And they've sent spies over there. And Rahab, you remember, has harbored the spies. And she says to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. She goes on to say, We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. And that's the power of our testimony, our walking testimony, our our living testimony, the way we present ourselves to the world around us shows our God to them. And our certainty shows them the power of our God. And when we talk about the things he's done in our lives, that is how we change people. So if you wonder why aren't those in our nation melting in fear because of us, the answer is because we're melting in fear because of them. Right. We're idolizing their lives by repeating them, and we're glorifying their sin by doing it and by talking about it. Mm. We watch the news, which glorifies it. We make memes about it. We message each other about it, and we argue it about it, and we argue about it at our dinner tables. Why is it so interesting that a zebra has stripes? It's a zebra. And guess what? It'll have stripes tomorrow. So, friends... I hope you're hearing that I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. And sometimes I get led astray by the devil's schemes. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect either. And I told you a couple uh, weeks ago that I woke up one morning, looked at Facebook uh, before I had quiet time and prayer time, and it was off to the races, and I was absolutely lost for the day. Jesus has given us rules of engagement. He has given us examples of when to engage and when to withdraw. He showed us that he began everything in prayer. Mm. He began everything about his Father's will and Scripture. And in addition to that, God has set aside a day of rest in his commandments so that we can take a break from the world. So the point is, this world is hard It will rob you of your energy. It will rob you of your opportunity. If you spend your energy over here on Facebook, you don't have it to spend over here with the Word, in quiet time, with your kids, in fellowship, in Bible study. And these are serious combat actions because we're at war, and this is our World War II. And it's that serious, and I don't think I'm being melodramatic. My point is that the more we focus on the enemy the bigger they seem. The more we glorify each change in their tactics, the more effective their tactics are. And we know that their ploys are part of the devil's scheme. So be careful about giving to dogs what is holy and what is sacred by idolizing them. And that brings us to our quote of the day, which comes from Paul. And I chose this quote of the day because I'm not saying that We all don't struggle. 
Paul said in Romans chapter 7, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not. But what I hate, I do. Mm. And I, I think a lot of us will totally get that. <laughs> yeah. you, you think to yourself, okay, why did I look at my email? And, right. and now here I am in this big mess. It's off to the races, as I always say. Yep. Very true. So obviously to stare at the car crash of our culture is an easy trap to fall into. We must remember that we are on God's team. Nothing can stand against him. In Jesus Christ, we are victorious. We cannot make idols of the other team. We have to focus on our jobs on the field. We have to focus on our blocking assignments, our tackling assignments. Our mission is to glorify God and his son, Jesus Christ. That's where our strength is. That's where our strength is? That just empowers me. Right there, that's where our strength is. That's the opportunity, that's the glory, and that is courageous Christianity. Absolutely. In every way, shape, and form. Amen. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.